I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Our, our coaching staff uh, did a great job just with teaching to get the guys ready mentally, but also physically, you know, the grind of the season. Uh, they're going to be physical and tough, like Coach Iberflus has, has said from the beginning. And, you know, we look for certain traits, you know, in players to bring them in and become bears and, and being tough, resilient, smart. That's what they have, and, and I look forward to seeing them perform. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Mully, Patrick Manley, and Anthony Heron. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app today. That is, of course, the voice of Ryan Poles. He is the architect of this team, and he's just getting started. Don't panic. He'll have about $100 million in salary cap space next year. Then we can criticize. He's uh, done a good job of kind of straightening it out that area, and you hear him talk about the toughness of this team uh, with uh, with the, the new head coach. Um, guys, I guess as I look at where they're at right now, um, Big Z just – texted out and it's very funny i suppose but it's also bizarre they're squeegeeing they're using squeegees to get the water off the field <laughs> it's going to be an interesting game man i, I we were texting during the break there it's, it's going to be a uh, blank show you can fill in another word with something else and it's going to be entertaining to watch i think there's going to be a lot of turnovers there's going to be some fumbles i think you're going to see each team run the ball 30 plus times i think we were going to see that kind of anyway i think that's what they built to do with the Shanahan offense and with the Getze offense wanting to do that now with Montgomery and two young quarterbacks but it's going to be interesting I, I, I told you earlier that you have to embrace the elements enjoy it know that that's going to be this way think about like when you were 12 14 13 years old playing ball and it was a muddy game and all just enjoy it have fun with it the ball's going to bounce differently just hopefully you could you're the one making you know causing the turnovers but um it, it just embrace it it's going to be fun you're just going to be wet the entire time you're going to be you're going to be miserable, but embrace it. And that's, that's just the way you have to go about it. 
in that exclusive report we got from Mark Grody where Byron Pringle <laughs> literally walking by him while we had him on a little bit earlier in the show and just continuing to enjoy the elements. I mean, you you got to love that attitude, and it seems to suit what the Bears will need to sort of embrace what they're going to experience today. And you know the Bears fans. Whoever's willing to show up to Soldier Field in a monsoon, apparently weather calming down a little bit. So that's good to hear. So hopefully a lot of folks will show up out there. But, you know, the fans are going to embrace it. You hope the players embrace it because that's what will allow you to still thrive in the midst of whatever the rain and the, the soaked sort of conditions are going to be. Justin Fields, uh, apparently, as far as I can tell on Twitter, he's had some moments where he's been wearing two gloves, some moments where he's tried it you know, without the gloves as well. We saw him do that a bit going back and forth with that last season, depending on the conditions as well. And like I referenced a little while ago, Trey Lance, seeing some videos circulating, a lot of concerned 49ers fans about him just having the football slipping out of his hands. Again, he's a player who just hasn't played the game in competitive environments very frequently. So he doesn't, you know, not that Justin Fields is some sort of tenured vet or anything at this point, but Justin Fields has at least at Ohio State had to experience it in playing most of the season for the Bears last year, has gone through a lot of different experiences here. So that in itself is an advantage just at the quarterback position where both are young, both are in their second years. But by comparison, Justin Fields has been through a lot of battles, both at the major college level and through a rookie season in the NFL, where he got a lot of reps, a lot of work. And Trey Lance, a lot of this is just going to feel more new for him. And, you know, again, the 49ers, they set him up. They got some infrastructure in place to be able to have guys around him, coaches around him, playmakers around him that can take a lot of the load off his shoulders. But just player to player, mano a mano, feels to Lance. Justin Fields has been through similar circumstances to this before. So that, that should be sort of an intrinsic advantage to the Bears at that position alone. And to uh, to kind of piggyback on what uh, – and what Pat was saying, I think what you're trying to say is it's going to be a hits show. There we go. And, and there we let's go. Hope, ah, let's hope we're not, let's hope we're not spelling there. that word differently by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can drop the S. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, you know, in, in kind of harmony with the idea of hits, they went out and they, you know, as we mentioned, 15 draft picks, right? The first two guys they took – um, both of whom are starting today. We should see um, plenty of Kyler Gordon as a corner uh, slash, um, I guess he's the nickel guy and, and teams play nickel a ton. I think Jaquan Brisker is a very intriguing player because he plays that, um, that he's a big dude. He plays that hitting, hard hitting type of safety you know, if they indeed are going to be running the ball and going to be running between the tackles, he's going to be in that box and he's going to be cleaning up. I would expect, guys, and I'd love to get your opinion, who do we see – who who are you most looking forward to among the, uh, the rookies and um, who do you expect to see the biggest impact from? I'm a big fan of Brisker. I, I I like his style of play, um, physical, big, like you talked about. And I think today, with the with the way the 49ers want to run the ball, I think he's gonna gonna have a big game. I think if the weather was different, I would be a little more nervous because I think Kyle Shanahan would have a game plan to maybe play with right. those two rookies a little bit and try to confuse them and put more pressure on them. But I think this weather might actually help this Bears young Bears de- the young players on the Bears defense because it's going to be more of a running game. And I, I I'm really looking forward to watching that young man grow and. And, and become a great player. And I think we've had some really great safety play in the last few years 
um, you know, with Mike Brown and then Eddie Jackson's one year. Hopefully, he's one of those guys that can uh, step up and, and and help this defense. But I'm I'm excited to watch him play. I'm going to be watching Braxton Jones really closely. And as much as Luke Getzey's offense, we, we got to see how it suits Justin Fields, how it takes pressure off of Justin Fields, how it utilizes his skill sets to call him into movement, to get some QB run game going, to vary the launch point with boots and sprint action and things like that. That can also aid Braxton Jones. Yes. Is this the Bears' offensive line in general? But Jones, you know, we talked about his resume a little bit earlier, rookie, fifth-round pick, you know, 100 and whatever guys taking ahead of him. In the end, got to make sure you're accounting for that. Account for Nick Bosa <laughs> lining up across from Braxton Jones. You don't want Nick Bosa lining up one-on-one across from anybody, any offensive tackle in football too consistently, but especially this rookie that, I mean, I would say in the action we saw, I understand why the Bears are so enamored with Braxton Jones. It did surprise me that any time the starting lineup left the field, Braxton Jones was leaving the field with him. Like, man, they, they're really into this guy. They really respect this dude. You got a rookie who's a mid to late round draft pick, and you're not trying to, like, force extra work upon him in the preseason. That went to show how highly they regard the skills he brings to the table. And I don't have any reason to doubt their evaluation of him. And, again, what I saw I did find impressive. It's going to be a different deal now, though. Yep. It's the regular season, and Nick Bosa's lining up across from you. So we will see how he handles that. But that has to be accounted for within the way the Bears operate offensively today to make sure you ain't just got Braxton Jones out on an island because you think he's a talented young football player. Yeah, no doubt. And I think the tight ends can help a lot with you know chips right. formationally. You know, Do they motion Cole Komet over if Nick Bosa's over Borum? You know what I mean? What are they going to do with their protections to take mm-hmm. care of them? And and I agree, you've got to get you got to be uh, you got to get some runs where you're in favorable down and distance where you can't just pin your ears back. And I think a lot if they can run the ball and get in a second and six and things like that or third and short, you can run those naked plays and and keep the pocket moving. But there are going to be situations where it's third and eight, third and ten, and you're going to have to figure out a way to block them. And Braxton Jones has a big test. I mean, you look, he didn't play against Miles Garrett. Davion Clowney, anybody in the preseason that is even close (laughs) to what Bosa is. So this is a great test, and it's going to be a great test for the coordinators and O-line coach to put together a protection plan as well for those guys. But, Anthony, overall, I've I've been really impressed with the tape that I've watched of him in the preseason. Um, There's some things that he's going to clean up and he'll get better at, but just like his run fits were excellent, his pad level in the run, um, some of his pass sets were excellent. Sometimes he's clicking his heels. Sometimes he's not using his hands right, but – for the most part, for a fifth-round rookie to come in and look this good this early, I'm encouraged, and I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for the Bears, and hopefully he comes out of this game. You know, he's gonna, There's going to be some – he's going to get beat. He's, he's just going to get beat. Right. Bosa beats everybody in the NFL. I don't care who you are. <laughs> he's going to get beat. But let's hopefully he comes out – let's hope he comes out of this game and everybody's kind of patting him on the back and be like, you played pretty darn well for your first NFL start going against somebody like Bosa. And I'm glad you mentioned Bosa because obviously, you know, we we have to talk about his Chicago connections, always a story. Um, His uncle is Eric Kumro, and Eric Kumro played a year with the Bears. He was an Ohio State uh, tight end turned defensive lineman and uh, was a great player in Oak Park. Uh, I believe he was a multi-sport athlete, as was his mom, and and that's partly because they are – uh, their birth father was Palmer Pyle, who is, of course, the brother of Mike Pyle. Mike Pyle, who would be a great uh, granduncle of uh, of Nick Bosa, is um, is a uh, the the center on the Bears' '63 championship team, and of course, uh, 
uh, Nick Bosa's great-great-grandfather was Tony Accardo, who mm. was, a, was a great leader in Chicago for years of the Chicago outfit. Not necessarily the tuna. Anything to do with, <laughs> that's right. Well, they called him Joe Batters. If you called him the big tuna, you might be in trouble. But, uh, but that's Uh-oh, how he was referred coming for to. you, Amp. So, uh, yeah. so, but anyway, I mean, that's just a weird right. connection in his family, and it's fun to mention it. Um, I, I was reading a thing from uh, Pro Football Focus that says that uh, that Nick Bosa, and it was really it started after the game here in Chicago, but he he was actually moved from side to side, uh, according to PFF. He was the only NFL pass rusher with six sacks from the right side, six sacks from the left side, and in fact he actually rushed only. 41% of the time over the left tackle, the rest of the time he go over the right tackle. They move him around, and I am going to be so curious to just follow where he is where he is attacking from. I think it'll tell you something about where they believe the weakness is on this line. Now, maybe the weather changes that. Maybe the, maybe the fact that you're not going to be able to throw as much if the, if the rain is, is really that bad, maybe that changes things, but – a good thing for fans to keep an eye on is how the Niners view Larry Borum versus Braxton Jones. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. And what you said there is so impressive. And, Anthony, maybe you can expand on this, is being a pass rusher and being able to do it from both sides. Mm-hmm. That's like going from left guard to right guard. You're using different footwork. You're, you know, your stance is different. For him to be able to do that, that is a huge weapon for the 49ers because it's a mismatch now. You, you go into a game – and you think he's going to go over the left tackle, well, then now he's going to go over the right tackle. So you're trying to game plan for this guy, and you don't know how to block him. So you can't set your protections up. You can't run like 72 slide protection to the left if he's lined up over Braxton Jones because you don't know if he's going to be there. You do that, then all of a sudden he's one-on-one with Larry Borum. So this, that's, a very, that's a great weapon for them to have, and that says a lot about him. And maybe you can answer this, how hard that is for him to be that good at both sides at rushing the passer. It's truly remarkable for folks who obviously most of our listeners haven't necessarily experienced it themselves. But just think about even if for any of you who've who've swung a baseball bat, who've swung a golf club, maybe you know somebody. Actually, the game, the college game I called yesterday, I called Iowa State was at Iowa and Iowa State has a quarterback who throws the football left handed but swings a golf club right handed. And so to be ambidextrous as an athlete in that way. Think about it in those terms if you've never even put on football pads before, but how the the body mechanics work for you to be able to operate to make explosive, violent, and precise movements like you have to make as a pass rusher. Getting out of your stance, attacking the outside levers of the guy who's blocking you and to be able to do so in, in utilizing maneuvers, whether it's chop club rip, making swipe moves, clubbing back inside, making spin moves where, where you're setting it up with one inside hand and then being able to cross chop with the outside or to spin back in another direction the way that your lower body and upper body have to tie together to be able to do that in a precise manner and an effective manner to be a pass rusher from either side of the National Football League. It's really astounding the way that Nick Bosa has always been able to carry that out. And part of it is because he's been trained from a young age by his dad, and he's got yep. a big brother who did it at a high level as well. But part of it is just the the athleticism and the coordination that's innate within him to be able to pull that off. So it's really impressive to see that. And then they also got Eric Armstead, who's a guy that yep. can move around a yep. good bit. So that matchup, not only with Braxton Jones, but also 
versus we were talking about Tevin Jenkins earlier, the recent transition from offensive tackle. He struggled a bit, understandably so, at guard, operating in those quick, close confines of being an interior offensive lineman, not dropping that outside leg and outside hip in a way that more suits the tackle position. It's something that for him, he's still transitioning to the guard position and staying more square like you need to on the interior. So there's going to be some things to watch there, just with some of the youth, the inexperience, the newness that the Bears will face and some of those matchups that the 49ers can throw at you. And, and you know, you mentioned it there. I mean, Bosa, obviously a first-round high, high draft pick. Um, uh, Armstead, a first-round draft pick. Kinlaw, Javon Kinlaw's inside. He's a yep. first-round draft pick. Um Bukum and uh, uh, Menahue, they've got a lot of really good players yeah. on that defensive front. And, and you know, when we think about the Bears, I know we're concerned about the tack. The whole line is going <laughs> to be really challenged in this game. This is, you know, the reason the Niners believe they are a championship uh, uh, organization is because they have built up that line. And, and while they do have some injuries – and some issues on the interior of their offensive line, that's pretty two good groups if you actually look at the at the lines back and forth. Uh, no doubt about it. And then you got to add Fred Warner as a, as a linebacker. And then, you know, right. fortunately for the Bears, Jimmy Ward, their safety's not playing. So maybe they have some communication issues on the back end with some of the young guys and new guys in there. But this is going to be a huge test for that O-line. And like I said, this, this year, you know, I said six wins. It's going to be a long year. There's going to be some good quarters. There's going to be some bad quarters. There's going to be some good halves and bad halves. I just want to see growth, and I don't expect a whole lot of wins, like I said, but I want to see them get better. And this is a great opportunity. It sounds like a coach. It's a great opportunity to go out there and prove yourself and get better, and it is. And that's the way I'm going to evaluate this year. That's the way I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to put my eyes on Tevin Jenkins against Eric Armstead. I'm going to obviously watch Braxton Jones, watch some of these young guys, and see if they can grow because they are going to make their mistakes, but I want to see if they can grow from week to week. And that's what gets me excited about this season. You want them to win. You want them to go to the playoffs. But I think we're, as realistic fans, we know they're not going there. We, we just know it. And we just we need to say, all right, let's watch them grow. Let's watch these young guys get better. Obviously, hopefully Justin Fields is the main one. But there's a lot of guys on this team that have an opportunity to become pretty, good, pretty darn good football players. Mo, right. can, yep, well, sorry. I, I got a question for you. We, we, can go to, we can certainly go to break. I'm curious about something with your partner, David Hall, though, that I'm, I'm confused by. I can ask you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll we'll get to that. I, I mean, David is is usually um, he he rarely confuses people. I'm very curious <laughs> to see what he's done here. Uh, okay, great stuff. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We got to talk about. Um, I, I mean, there's so many things to get to in a season opener, but I think um, we're gonna have to mention the news outside the team. And again. Uh, there is a scenario here, a funny mirror scenario, where uh, where the Bears are playing indoors uh, on a game like today. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, on whether that is even on the radar of a player. We'll, uh, we'll ask that question next. It is, of course, uh, the pregame show here on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We think development of the site, including a stadium, is a win for Bears fans, the village of Arlington Heights, the surrounding communities, and the state of Illinois. about to see the Bears kick off their season. That is the voice of uh, team president George McCaskey, or CEO, excuse me, George McCaskey. And a lot of big news coming um, out regarding the Bears in the last week, a uh, couple weeks. Ted Phillips, the team uh, president, is retiring. This will be uh, uh, his last year. And meanwhile, Arlington Heights is moving forward. They did this informational gathering at Hersey High School on Thursday night uh, where they kind of presented some of their plans. We haven't seen the actual construction plans, and it's fascinating to consider whether they actually will build a dome or not and whether they will get the public support they need, the tax dollars, to put all their money uh, just into the building, the dome, and the infrastructure help comes from – from the village or from whatever they're asking for. I'm just curious, guys. Um, you know, I think for for those of us that are observing the Bears, it's fascinating and it's interesting, and you can see a day like today and, and have a little fantasy football in your head. But I wonder from a player perspective, given the, you know, the length of a career, does it matter to anybody in the locker room that Ted, uh, that, that Ted Phillips is stepping down? Does it matter to anyone in the locker room what they might do in um, in 2030. I, I, well, I'll answer it from my perspective. I signed, I think, two five-year extensions, which I was lucky to do. So if I was a player and had just signed a five-year extension, I would really be thinking about it. I would, you know, because you would expect to be playing in that, in that stadium. Uh, maybe Roquan Smith will be one of those players <laughs> if they sign him to an extension. But I don't think, you know, it's news and I think you read about it and you're interested to maybe look at the plans of what the stadium would look like. Are they going to put a casino out there? What all is going to go? But I think right now with a player, if you're under a short-term contract, you're really not thinking about that. I think you're a, if you're a player that's you know long-term, maybe Justin Fields would be thinking that, that what it would be like to play in a dome or in a different place that's not Soldier Field. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the way I see it. Um, but I think it is exciting for the Bears to potentially be moving out to Arlington Heights. I think just – with the way the NFL's gone, with all these other teams doing it, the Patriots did it years ago, the Cowboys have done it, made the, the, you know, out in L.A., and what they're doing is making these places destinations and not just stadiums. I think that just goes along with where the NFL's going, and um, I, I have no problem with it, but if you want a former player's perspective of playing in Soldier Field, that place is just iconic, and um, 
it would be tough for me to want to leave Soldier Field. I, I just loved playing in that place. I loved driving up in the car on game day um, and just seeing it down in the city, uh, seeing the some days with certain weather <laughs> better than others or worse than others, and just knowing that you're playing in Soldier Field. And that's just there's so much history of there of the old 85 Bears and seeing Walter Payton break the record there. All those kind of things as a player when I was there, it, it just meant a lot more to me to go into Soldier Field and play. For for the players who who have more reason to be confident that they're going to be yeah, a Chicago right. Bear for a long time, then that it'll factor in more for them. Justin feels confident he's going to be with the Bears for at least a few seasons. Whereas he, even a guy like a David Montgomery, you know, who's who's essentially in a contract year right now, whether or not he likes to, he prefers to play on natural grass versus a synthetic surface or a Cairo Santos. Maybe he's excited about the thought of kicking in a dome as opposed oh, of course to battling. He is. You know, he is. Pat Scales is too. Trust me, <laughs> right. Gill is as well. You know, so it, each player kind of has their own unique circumstance as far as them factoring in the the direction of the organization and how much it matters for them. Like Byron Pringle is expected to be a big part of the Bears' passing attack this season but not necessarily three or five years from now. So for him, it, it won't factor in as much just what the what the future of the franchise looks like in the next handful of years here. So each guy will sort of have his own unique circumstance associated with that. And then from there, you know, if you do end up putting yourself in a position where the team wants to have you around for a while, then it matters to you more. It affects you more where you're going to be located, what the playing surface is that you're going to be playing on, who's going to be the executive leadership that's in place to help make and shape those decisions. But especially for, for a young guy, you know, like Jaquan Brisker, he's just worried about going out there and trying to lay out <laughs> Debo Samuel for the day here. So each guy's kind of got his own unique circumstance that affects the way he's viewing it or, or not really even factoring it in at all. You know, you said something there, and I, I just think we have to kind of pick it apart a little about Justin Fields. I think that he's a confident guy. I think he believes – that he is the quarterback of the future and he's going to be the quarterback here for a long time. And I think he believes he's going to have a good game today. I, I, I've, I like everything I've seen from him. But I do wonder if we can make that proclamation. I'm just saying us looking from the outside. This season, again, is about finding out what you can about him. Presumably the Bears, you know, let's say they're a six-win team. They're going to have a pretty high draft pick. This class of quarterbacks – Maybe there's been some disappointment with a couple of guys to open the season, but this class looks like a really good one coming up. I think the fear for me, for the Bears, my fear for them, is that they don't have a conclusion that Justin Fields is the is the franchise quarterback moving forward. I hope that's the case. I hope they know that by the end of the year. But if that's not the case, and they are picking high in a draft, and this is a different group, and maybe they want their own guy, whatever way you want to put it, my fear would be that you get to the conclusion of the season, you have a high draft pick, you're not looking at the best wide receiver, the best left tackle, the best uh, pass, interior pass rusher, let's say, or maybe maybe a defensive end. But the best – you're not looking at those positions, you're looking at quarterback. That, to me, is the worst-case scenario for the Bears, and it's still a real possibility. I think the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants – they're examples of teams that still don't know for sure if they've got their guy at QB, but they know that their franchise has, has extended high draft capital 
to see if if it is that guy, and especially in the Dolphins situation where they've been able to win a good amount of games with Tua without Tua necessarily having to light it up as a quarterback. And now they've kind of pushed their chips in to say, we finally surrounded Tua with a bunch of talent. So here's your prove it year, Tua, in whatever, year four, and Daniel Jones in year five in New York, where they're still kind of waiting to see if that guy can prove something that he hasn't necessarily proven yet. I think for Justin Fields, it's very likely he's still going to be the guy a couple of years from now. Now, the rookie Wade scale certainly changed things where teams can move on from a young quarterback in a different way that doesn't eat up their salary cap and is not as crippling with a rookie quarterback deal like it used to be. So you can be the Cleveland Browns and move on from the former number one overall pick before he's even at the end of his rookie deal. That possibility is there. It still is is rare and unlikely around football. So the more likely scenario is that there's uncertainty around Justin Fields. Perhaps they do even draft someone to compete with him here. But he's going he's gonna to be on the roster for a couple of more seasons. He, he's in year two, and he was a, a first-round pick just outside the top ten. So he's going to be a bear for a couple of more seasons, more likely than not. I, I agree with that 100%. And I guess I'll pose the question to you that, Mully, you're right. I hope – we see progress. I hope we see a future star. I hope we see that. But if we don't, and you see a really up and down year, do you draft a quarterback? Or do you say, all right, we're still invested in him, and we'll give him another year a chance? My my answer is, I'm drafting another quarterback. If I'm still really uncertain about Justin Fields, if you have that high of a draft pick, you don't get that that often. Have two of them. You know what I mean? Let them compete in battle and then figure out which one the best one is. We've gone way too many years here without a franchise quarterback, without a leader of this team that is an elite quarterback. So I'm one, if I'm a GM, if I'm Ryan Poles, I know we're shooting ahead after the season for the next year's draft, but <laughs> this is how important it is for Justin Fields to go out there and prove himself that he is a franchise quarterback, that he is an, can become an elite or up a higher-tier quarterback in this league. So you know, this is a big year for him, obviously, and, and I just hope for us, as fans and as, as for that teammate for that team in that locker room that, that he shows progress and is, does not have a tremendous up and down year. I want to see progress. I want to see him grow and hopefully Luke Getzey can get the best out of him. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with that. I think that if you are high in a draft, it, 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 you was it Arizona that took Kyler Murray after already taking a court? It, it's Rosen, been known yeah. to happen. Now I think Arizona's prime for a step back season, but that's <laughs> part, that's neither here nor there. Um, but I do think it's happened. I do think that the wild card to me is the change of administration. You know, mm-hmm. the, you're, you're actually you're not hiring a coach to coach Justin Fields. You're hiring a coach to come in here and change the organization. I I the best case scenario to me. I was asked this uh, last week. What if Luke Getzey ends up being a head coach somewhere? That would be great. That means that Fields has made progress. That That's means point, that right? he's made a, a a great impact. So I'm I'm all for that sort of thing. But I I do think that it's it's just curious to me to consider all the world of possibilities. And one of them is, and I hope he's here. I yes. hope he's a long term yes. guy. And I believe that he's got a lot of possibility. But you just want that clarity to come here for a starting quarterback. That's all. You just want it clear. Yeah, and if you get the clarity, that means they're winning games. That means he's performing and playing well. So let's let's hope for clarity and let's hope for a good year for him. We'll get clarity from Dan Pompey. Yep. He always offers it. We'll bring in our guy Dan Pompey next, and we'll talk to him. You're listening to the pregame show. It's uh, it's inching ever closer to the actual game. It's getting very exciting, and Dan Pompey will give us his take next. 
We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Anthony Heron. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app today. Oh, yes, indeed, it is the pregame show, and we are delighted to welcome in the great man himself. His name is writ in the Hall of Fame, and he joins us on the guest hotline, the score hotline presented by Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is Dan Pompey. Dan, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm great, fellas. Good to be with you for another season. And, you know, at the start of the start of, of this segment, I, I would like to uh, just remember uh, Hub Arkish and uh, a guy who is all of our friend and a guy that, uh, you know, we've all thought a lot about lately and uh, uh, we're, we're still thinking about him and his family and uh, hoping for the best for him. Dan, Absolutely. I, I appreciate you saying that. That's, that's yeah, I've just I've been thinking about Hub a lot as well. Um, at least we got some football for him to get started. So <laughs> we got something yeah. to watch. So let's just start with an easy question of, like, what are your expectations of the Bears this year? I think you wrote an article about talking to some scouts and, you know, they weren't real high on the Bears, but what, what do you feel about them? You know, I thought about that because, you know, I got a lot of response to that story that I think a lot of Bears fans disagreed with it. They have some optimism for this team. Um, but, you know, I started to think about it. And I said, I think if I talked to 25 scouts instead of three, I'm not sure I would have found one that really had, you know, rampant enthusiasm or optimism for this team. Um, I think... Uh, you know, clearly um, they are pinning their hopes on having a, a kind of a shot of uh, rejuvenation from a new coaching staff and also uh, from benefiting, I think, from some different strategies and schemes and that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, that only goes so far. I mean, it, it can improve you, I think, incrementally, uh, but ultimately you need players to make plays. And, you know, this roster isn't as talented as the roster they had last year in my opinion. So I think, uh, to me, this is a rebuilding year for the Bears, and I think that uh, they, they need to be uh, tempered in everything that they expect because, uh, you know, they, uh, uh, it, it's about player development mostly, given, given how they have assembled this roster. The expectations for growth at the quarterback position, the timetable is, is different here because you've got the new regime in with, a quarterback in year two of his rookie deal, a first-round pick, as opposed to that being congruent where you got a, a rookie QB as the new regime comes in. So we, we were actually talking in the last segment just kind of about the, what the future holds for Justin Fields and who knows for sure, but looking beyond this regular season then with recent examples, Arizona and Cleveland, recent examples of teams that were willing to move on from a quarterback who they didn't feel was was the guy for them in the future versus Miami and the New York Giants who have gotten towards the end of rookie deals with guys who they're still uncertain about. Where, where do you where do you see the Bears franchise at the moment then within that context of an organization that may or may not be be looking at this as sort of a judgment call type of year for Justin Fields? Yeah, it's a good question, Anthony, and, and one that probably can't be answered at this point, right? Because you need to just let it play out. There's so many different factors that could play into whether or not uh, the Bears decide to, uh, you know, uh, 
move in another direction after this season or hedge their bet at least. You know, there's there's different ways they can approach it, but um, certainly they are hoping that uh, you know Fields uh, meets their expectations and they end up uh, happy with him and able to build around him more. And that's the dream scenario for this team. They're able to go out and draft a, a left tackle and another wide receiver or whatever it is uh, that they feel they need to enhance the things that he does best. Um, but, you know, I, I think certainly what you're talking about is a possibility, right? If, if you know, he has a poor season or uh, if, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of different things you have to factor in, like the players around him and, you know, how they are able to make him better or if they make him worse. And uh, certainly injuries could factor into it. In, his own health could factor into it. Um, there's just there's just a lot of different ways it could go. So you have to. That's why they play the games, right? We got 17 of them to figure it out. Um, what about this game, Dan? I mean, obviously there's a lot of uh, weather to deal with. It seems to have tapered off a little, but it's uh, it's going to be a slick surface, and uh, they squeegeed the field clean. Always something to to worry about. What what do you think of this game? Will it change the style of this game? And what do you anticipate from both teams, both the Niners and the Bears? Well, I think, you know, the 49ers are a team that has been very, very good at running the football. And I think they are really emphasizing that. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, this is the first game of the season. So, you know, you know Patrick and, and, and Anthony probably have some thoughts on this. Um, you know, with the lack of hitting in training camp these days, um, you wonder if a good running game like that might have an advantage or if the timing of the running game might be off and, you know, the blockers might not quite have everything down down uh, as they should. So I, I'm not quite sure, you know, who which side that would benefit, but certainly uh, I think that's a big key to the game is, is how the 49ers run the ball then. The Bears are going to try to run it too, obviously, with with Montgomery and company and an offensive line that no one is quite sure about. You, you made a great point there about you know the lack of hitting, the lack of run fits. You know, getting your steps in together and, and double teams and getting up to a linebacker. When do you come off? And that's reps. And they just the players don't get that these days. So it could be a little sloppy in the run game. That's a great point. And both both offensive lines too. Even the 49ers, they have some changeover in the middle of their offensive line. Their tackles are still the same. But they've got to work through it as well. Obviously, the Bears do with all the new guys they have there. So, yeah, that's a great point. That could be interesting. You know, you always worry about the pass game just because, you know, it's, it's new. Game speed's different again in, in, in the regular season. But that's a great point about the run game. So, it will be interesting to see who can, you know, get that right early in this game. But I, I've got to put my weight on the 49ers and, and Kyle Shanahan and what he does with his run game and, and, and the players that he has. So, that, that to me is that's a big mismatch for the Bears is that <clears throat> that Kyle Shanahan run games could, could really hurt that D-line. Would you agree with that, the Bears D-line, with the kind of the lack of, of stoutness with it? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you've got some new players, and there were players who certainly weren't in the same roles they, they're in now. Uh, so I think that's a concern. You know, you've got uh, a remade linebacker core, too. I think it's a big game for Roquan. Roquan's got to step up and make a lot of plays and, uh, and then, you know, the other interesting thing is, are you going to bring that safety down a lot? And then how worried are you about your lack of depth in the secondary at the cornerback position? And, you know, can the 49ers capitalize on that 
uh, with with uh, you know some pretty talented wide receivers. Obviously, you've got Jalen Johnson that you're not too worried about, uh, but then beyond him, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. You know, it, it, let's say you let's say you travel Jalen uh, with Debo. You know, now what are you going to do about Brandon Ayuk, who is a, a former first round pick? Dan, the, the 49ers have kind of left themselves in a what could end up being an awkward position if Trey Lance struggles because Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster right now. Was it the injury, the, the offseason, that, that kind of put them in a tough spot to actually move him? Or why is he still on their roster? Yeah, I think it was an unusual number of circumstances that, that led them to keeping him. They certainly were interested in moving him. Uh, but he was hurt for that, that period of time when teams were making moves. And uh, I, I think there would have probably been a market and there would have been a trade had, had Garoppolo been healthy. Um, and uh, the fact that they have him still, I think, is, is really a benefit to them, though, because Trey Lance is an unknown, and this is a team that can contend. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've got everything going for them. So now they've got a really legitimate backup plan you know probably the most legitimate backup plan in the nfl at the quarterback position uh and a team that you know is absolutely capable of winning the nfc west in my opinion all right so when we look at the bears what is the strength of the roster i you know i read your story you've talked to the scouts you know what if you had to pick one of the rooms what would be the strength of this roster so you're saying what position is their best position I'm saying probably running back, but I didn't want to say it. I wanted you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think running back is is a strength. I think safety should be a strength, assuming that Jaquan Brisker is what 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 they think he is and what he's kind of shown so far in in preseason training camp and off season. Um, you know, I, I think the defensive ends should be pretty good. Um, obviously, yeah. not as good as they were last year. Um, but I, I think all those positions are, are probably strengths. You know, other than that, you've got a lot of positions where you've got, you know, one guy, but you need two or you need three or whatever. So you have questions about those other positions. You know, you talked about all those players. Let's take Justin Fields out. What players, maybe name two or three, that uh, you're really looking forward to watch this year that could potentially become pro bowlers, all pro, all pro guys? I mean, there's a lot of young guys on this roster. Yeah, certainly uh, Jalen Johnson, I think mm-hmm. a guy I just mentioned, I, I think that's a guy who's really ready to come into his own and uh, stand out. I mean, he, he was he was pretty good last year, kind of, you know, um, maybe a, a tick below being a, a real difference maker, but maybe this is the year that, that happens. Certainly Darnell Mooney is a guy mm-hmm. that can step up. You know, I think, um, I think he's capable of more, without a doubt. Uh, the, the thing that concerns me a little bit with Mooney is, the players around him, you know, uh, do the Bears have enough other weapons uh, so that defenses can play uh, him, him, you know, honestly, or do they, are they going to have to uh, cloud over him and, you know, do, uh, devote most of their attention to stopping Mooney? Um, but I think uh, certainly he's a player who can who can step up. Um, you know, Montgomery's got more in him. I think certainly Cole Komet. Uh, you know, they've got a number of, of young players who. I think are capable of more than they've they've done. And certainly, the Bears are banking on these guys uh, advancing and developing and becoming more uh, contributors than they were in the past. 
What are your impressions of of how ready Luke Getze is for for the opportunity that's here in front of him? You know, he's we saw obviously in the regular season got a chance to evaluate that, and it looked like there's some promise there. But it's going to be his first time as an actual play caller. And my concern has been like, all right, the entire time Luke Getze's been in the NFL, he's had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. <laughs> so now actually being the play caller for the Bears, what are your early impressions of what you've seen? Well, I think it will be a lot more difficult to call plays for Justin Fields than it was for Aaron Rodgers, yes. Uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, until, you, uh, until you've done it, you don't know, right? I mean, it really, I, I think uh, he certainly checks all the boxes that you want someone to check in terms of being ready for this kind of promotion. But, um, you know, sometimes uh, a guy will, will be promoted into that position and, and it's a whole different game. You know, it's a different job. So uh, we don't know. And he's got to go out and prove himself just like Justin Fields does and just like some of these other players that we're talking about do. But, um, you know, I, I think I like the fact that he's been in, in this system. He's been around some good coaches. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's obviously uh, a smart guy who says the right things. So now it's just a matter of going out and, and pushing the right buttons today. All right, Dan, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Quickly, who is your pick for today's game? Yeah, I've got the 49ers winning this one, Molly. I think, uh, you know, their physicality is going to win the day. As you said, the conditions probably will, will help them a little bit too. And, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure it comes down to the quarterbacks as much as it does the other guys on the field. All right, Dan, thank you, buddy. That is okay. Dan Pompey. Always a joy to talk to him. Guys, it's, it's prediction time. we got to get your picks. Who do you like? I got to go with uh, what Dan Pompey said. I think the talent gap between the 49ers and the Bears is too great for the Bears to overcome, unfortunately. But, again, let's think about growth. Let's think about growth. Let's keep this game tight. So I got the Bears losing 24-17. to Good competitive game for the Bears. Several drives, and we'll see Cairo Santos continue to be what he's been. He's going to have to impact the game, and I think in the end, it's going to be a, a 24 to 17 type of game in favor of the 49ers. Yeah, I take the Niners by 10. All of us agreeing on something, that means go the other way. Great stuff <laughs> for the Bears. All right, guys, great fun, great way to start. Don't forget to grab a Zing Zang, the, uh, the new Zing Zang Bloody Mary canned cocktail, premium vodka already in the can. They're always ready. Perfect for your game day tailgates, please. Zing Zang responsibly. Thanks to Adam Staczynski. Great job, studs. A lot of fun. Great start to the season. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope the Bears get a great start to the season, and we'll be back to talk about the night game next week. Ugh, the horrible uh, Green Bay Packers uh, awaiting. But uh, all about the next one. And of course, we are the Bears pregame show. It is uh, brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Rivers the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download that Bet Rivers app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.